Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to Cinema at Home, Amazon Prime, Episode 1, where we are continuing our new format that we think will give you a better listening experience. I'm Ranjit Nanra and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Herbie Hinston. Herbie, how are you? Yes, I'm not too bad, Ranjit. Thank you for asking. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Just trying to stay active during lockdown, watching a lot of films and stuff. And uh, yeah, just enjoying the weather. Craig, how are you doing? We're talking about the weather. Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a slow descent into talking about the lovely sun that's shining. It's, it's not shining, though. Today it wasn't shining. There was thunderstorms and and rain galore. It, it just it's very close, away. isn't it? Very warm, very oh, muggy. God. I went on a, a very long walk today and ended up... Um, like just sweating so badly, it was unbelievable. I, I I don't know whether this is to bring it up on 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 a podcast episode or not, but I've changed my deodorant. Like, I'm no longer having like spray deodorant. <laughs> it's got no aluminium in it now. It's um it's it's a it's a, 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 a I don't know a biological one I suppose or whatever oh, you call good. it. One of those ones that you roll on, and uh, it's called <laughs> Wild. If you uh, if you haven't heard of it, give it a search. Wild deodorant, and um, I, I have a discount code if you want it. Email me. <laughs> Uh, no, it's very good, and um, yeah, and uh, but but it it didn't quite work with the heat that we had today. Oh my god, David, how are you, mate? You're right. I'm I'm doing all right. <laughs> you know, the lockdown is easing. We're slowly getting back to something more like normality. Um, as a single occupant, I'm now allowed to have one support bubble. Um, so I can go to my parents' house now and not have to stand two meters away from them or Whoa. sit in the garden or. That's not what you said. You said you were going to come over and record. <laughs> well, yes, and obviously the big news that um, Cineworld is going to be opening on the tenth yes. of July has sparked debate between me, Craig, and the whole podcast team about how is the main show going to come back? What formats it going to be? Will we be able to get back in the studio? Will we have to record wearing masks? Who knows. Yeah, I'm going to put up one of those little plastic things that they have at the counters at shops in between <laughs> us, um, uh, literally down the middle of the room. So um, we'd have our own like podcast uh, recording booths yeah, within the recording booth. It'll be very hot, though. It, very hot indeed. Um, mm. I mean, it might make Steamy. it better like, soundproofing-wise, though, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? That's, that's, that's something for our next board meeting. Are these intros board meetings now? <laughs> no, I mean off air when we discuss how things are going to move forward. Oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> which is probably what we should do with the show. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so now that the pleasantries are over and done with, and now that we've um, introduced the deodorant review podcast on top of our existing <laughs> podcast, uh, let's get started with the bulk of the show. We'll be starting off today by talking about The Vast of Night, which arrived on Amazon Prime on the 29th of May. 
In the twilight of the 1950s, on one fateful night in New Mexico, a young switchboard operator Faye and charismatic radio DJ Everett discover a strange radio frequency that could change their small town and future forever. Um, I've actually been looking forward to this film for a while. It's a low-budget, like, small-scale sci-fi, which is really up my street. I've said a lot on this show about what my kind of film is, and going into it and reading what I knew about it, this film very much sounded like my kind of film. And after watching it, I can say unequivocally, I really liked it. I it, It's incredibly slow, which sounds like a criticism, and it's often used as a criticism, but I think that's really unfair for a lot of films, especially what people are saying about this one, because it's so dense and wordy and interesting. And you really get a sense of small town life in New Mexico in the 1950s and it, it's it's not a slice of life film in a traditional sense it's not at all but i think the way it encapsulates that sort of mood that sort of era so effectively is really impressive and i was reading a few people online saying that actually because the first 20 minutes half hour or so whenever in particular is speaking it's quite tricky to understand what he's saying and i had to turn on subtitles for a bit of it I, i'm sounds like a few of you might have had the same um, experience with that yeah yeah um yes. Yeah, but I was looking up online and, and they, they were saying that's actually really accurate to that style of radio, that time, which I think is brilliant. I love those sort of authentic, that sort of authenticity in films when it's relevant to the plot. And in this case, it really is relevant because you need to understand who these characters are because it does follow Faye and Everett throughout almost the entire film, apart from a couple of little monologues within the film, which are also really interesting, which I'm sure we'll go into later. But I thought as a character piece, which once again, I love, honestly, this film is perfect for me because mm. it is, it's a character piece. It's a period piece. It's a slice of life piece. And it's got those elements of sci-fi and I watched it late at night and it's never, it's not scary. It's not a scary film, but it, it just leaves you on the edge of your seat because you do yeah. not know what's going on. And you, and you really yeah. get into the mindset and the feel of these characters because yeah. they haven't got a clue what's going on either. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Craig, would you like to continue? Yeah, yeah, I, you've you've hit the nail on the head from a lot of that the stuff there. But as you said, it is a low budget movie, but it has some really high concepts going on in it, uh, and it takes us on the on a ride uh, right from the very start. Um, the, the dialogue is fast paced and difficult to understand from the beginning, um, but it is witty. It's it's in with, within the realms of the nineteen fifties, like you said. And Everett Sloan is the character. Jake Horowitz is the is uh, playing is the actor. There we go. Uh, he swaggers through this movie. Um, he really does, and he. he he swaggers into the film at the beginning, walking through his his high school gym, and his 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 intellect and almost celebrity is is idolised by everybody mm. he seems to walk past, and he's the centre of the town by being the local radio DJ, which in the nineteen fifties, you know, that's big, that's big, that's really big, and 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 that really makes sense because the era is is in tune with the with the rise of media. You know, radio is consumed by literally every single person it's the tv or of 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 yesteryear i suppose isn't it um and uh you know ever ever it appears to just simply be running the show of of everything that he's doing um as a as a school basketball game is 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 underway um and he's getting his team set up to record on this reel to reel device uh, and and everything within this movie is just so accurate of the period and it really really you know got me going for that um 
I I felt that there's there's so much going on within that first fifteen minutes with with the long tracking shots allowing for the mm. dialogue really to if you can understand it really shine through and if you stick with it it does have its payoffs um you know we meet Faye who's played by uh Sierra McCormick I believe her name is uh she's a student who who appears to be a friend of Everett but she also appears to be quite a bit younger I'm not too sure it's a little bit unclear I think but nonetheless I think they are friends definitely um but they leave the game together and they they go on this this long walk with this new reel-to-reel recorder that Faye has and they just converse with people and with each other about the future and driverless cars and watches with screens and and the, and the, and yeah it's just mixing so much of the mundane with sci-fi from like the twilight zone um yeah and the conversation is just I'm 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 so in tune with that. I love that sort of thing, just like you, Herbie. It's it's my sort of thing, um, but it does take a while. Things do start to slow down, and it isn't around about until about forty minutes into the film that things really start to kick off with a telephone exchange that starts, and you hear a strange noise that's coming through. Um, and you get a caller calling in to talk to Everett in the DJ booth about this noise. And things start to unfold and you really start getting into the Twilight Zone, taking on concepts of alien invasion. Roswell, New Mexico is famed for this, even though they don't mention it at all. Um, It it just managed to unfold so serendipitously. It's just brilliant. Um, It's ambitious. It's executed well. um, It has its faults, but I really, really liked it. Um, I think it's, it's, it's got a lot about it, like, how Orson Welles also pranked um, the world with the, his radio broadcast of War of the World. It has this kind of feeling of like this radio broadcast happening, but we're we're visually seeing it happening at the same time. Um, yeah, love this film. Really did love it. David, I want to know what you thought about it. Yeah, it's, it's strange, actually, because I'm going to be singing off a very similar hymn sheet to both yourself, Craig, and Herbie. Um, the first thing I would say is the director is Andrew Patterson. It's actually his, his, his debut as a director. Um, and I think he's produced quite an accomplished piece. And that's reflected in the Rotten Tomato scores. 92% from the critics, 63% from the audience. I'm not surprised that the audience score is much lower than the critical score um, for the reasons that have been outlaid. One, um, I haven't made many notes on this film, but the notes that I have made, one of them says struggled with the accents early on. Um, I didn't actually put the subtitles on. I just had to really focus and listen in. Um, and, and the pace of the film is quite slow. So I'm not surprised that the audience score is lower than the critic score. Um, but what I absolutely loved about this film was the cinematography. The early shots in this film were incredible. They were shot from a really long way off. And it gave you this really interesting, almost fly-on-the-wall experience where you felt like you were eavesdropping in on this conversation. And like Craig said, they they converse and they talk about the future and they talk about this new recording device he's got. And he has this sort of celebrity persona. And as he goes around, he seems to know everyone. And the camera swoops and follows them around from a distance. And there's one particular shot where you go from one one place to another 
and it's almost as if it was dr driven on a steady cam, on quite a low steady cam. I'm not sure if you know about the shot that I mean there, Craig. Yeah, 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 um, definitely on a steady cam. So it's amazing because it's all done in one shot from one place in the village. They go all the way to another place in the village. And I was just struck with how good the cinematography was and also how well acted this was because because the scenes were so long and continuous it would have me believe that this was done in one take and it felt so natural it didn't feel like people acting it felt it almost had a documentary feel to it um and that's what really struck me and also the soundtrack as well um i thought it had a really nice soundtrack uh, i like the fact that it's not a very long film it's only about an hour and a half long. Uh, I think if it had been any longer than that, people would have struggled because, like I said, the pace is quite slow. Um, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Herbie. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Craig. But for a de directorial debut, I thought this was a really interesting piece. Um, perfectly captured 1950s um, America and just a very interesting film um, and one that I would recommend. I don't know what you thought, Ranji. Um, so I'm pretty much on the same page as all of you guys. Um, I thought this film was honestly sensational. I think it, it goes down to the execution. Um, it is a film that was, I looked up and it was filmed in about three to four weeks, um, wow. with a $700,000 budget, which is, which is not a lot in terms of film budgets. Oh, that's minuscule. Um, yeah. And the script is just excellent. It's so mm. tight. It's so, so engaging. Um, and this, and yeah, it's, there's just so many elements that work so well. So the cinema, cinematography is incredible. Like you said, David, it, there's a shot where it transports you from one side of the town to the other, all in one shot, and it just mm. looks amazing. It's just so well, so well uh, done. Um, and um, there isn't a lot of action in this film, so don't go in thinking you're getting a sci-fi action film. I think the action is sort of done through the dialogue, if that makes sense. Um, you you when the, the call that you mentioned uh craig the, uh, the phone call it's just so engaging you're yeah. so locked in to hear what the, the uh you really want to listen and hear what the, the caller is saying um it's just it's just it's just so, it's as for a debut this is amazing it's just so yeah. well made um the acting is brilliant um i really like jake horowitz i really like his relationship with uh sierra mccormick who played uh faye um, it was it was you're right it was a bit of an odd relationship um, he does seem much older than her um, and there were points where he sort of like he sort of snaps at her and shouts at her and he kept telling her to shut up which I thought was a bit weird but um, hey it's the 1950s yeah um, <laughs> yeah just like I'm so glad I watched this um, and I think it's it's really cool that we're getting a chance to see these debuts through the streaming services because we we've, we've been talking a lot about directorial debuts throughout the different streaming services. Um, and yeah, I think this is absolutely brilliant science fiction film, just brilliant film in general. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone else has anything else to add. Um, I I think I might add that that it did have this this kind of homage to to the Twilight Zone, but right from the very get go, you yeah. have you know it's a homage because you go into the TV set of like a 1950s TV um, and you know it's it's telling a story called Vast of the Night. Um, and 
some part of me feels like it might have been slightly better as a short film, but only slightly. I think it, there are going to be some people that are nowhere near going to be enjoying the length of this film and how the dialogue stretches out across the entire hour and a half um, runtime of this film. But I, I, I was engaged um, and absolutely loved it right from the get go. Um, yeah. Yeah, really loved it. So worth it. Watch it on Amazon Prime yeah. today. Yeah, I think it is. It, it, it's a very slow burn, but the payoff, the ending is worth it. Um, and yeah, the film overall was worth it. It was worth watching. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with all of you. It's it's certainly worth watching. It's really interesting. And I was looking up just now. Thank you, internet. And it had an absolutely <laughs> tiny up. We were saying it was small budget, but it apparently had a budget of seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars, which is beyond minuscule, and especially in this day and age of Hollywood yeah, and, and filmmaking, it is yeah. absolutely tiny. And it reminded me a lot of um, Monsters, which I don't know if anyone's seen, which was yes, nominated for a few awards. Yeah. And that's a similar film where it was made on a tiny budget. It is a sci-fi. But the sci-fi takes a second, a step back because it's all about the characters and how they interact and what their relationship is. And once again, like Monsters, the ending is really interesting and the payoff is really worth it. Yeah. I think it's the perfect example of less is more. Um, you know, it, it does so well with its limitations. It, it tells such an amazing story with not a lot, not a lot of visuals on screen. Um, the visuals is all done through the dialogue and through these slow takes and all these one shots it's yeah it's just excellent i really can't wait to see what andrew patterson does next yeah absolutely so we're now going to take a look at a couple of recommendations for films that are currently streaming on amazon prime craig what have you got for us well you lucky people i'm going to be bringing you a star is Born, yeah. <laughs> uh, director Bradley Cooper takes us on a uh, another version of the reincarnation, I suppose, of a, of a movie called A Star Is Born, um, bringing it up to date into a very modern era. Um, Cooper, um, his character falls in love with a very struggling artist. Um, called Ali, who's played by none other than Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Um, so Jackson, who is Bradley Cooper's character, he's a musician and he coaxes her um, to follow her dreams while he also battles with alcoholism and his own personal demons. Um, I think this is a really exquisite directorial debut from from Bradley Cooper and, and one that I feel was completely snubbed at the Oscars. Um, and it explores music intertwined with story in a way that it's not really been seen, I don't think, since like the Walk, Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash biopic, which was just an amazing film. Brilliant film. Yeah. Um, if you've not seen this yet, stream it now as part of your Amazon Pi- Amazon Prime Amazon Prime subscription. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a really cracking film. Don't know what you guys think, uh, David. David, I'll go with you, mate. Go on. Oh. Look, people who listen to the main podcast will know that I absolutely adored this film. Um, I went into this film with very low expectations. I'd seen the trailer and I thought it looked good, but I wasn't believing all of the hype. And it was actually Craig that said, do you know what? I think this is a serious Oscar contender. And I was like, not so much. I was all into First Man and we all know how that ended. Um, But once I (laughs) saw A Star Is Born, Oh, my word. My jaw hit the floor. I thought 
Cooper's direction was brilliant. His acting, we know is great, but I loved how the roles were reversed. So Bradley Cooper was this singer, this artist, and then you had um, Lady Gaga showing off her acting skills. You know, it it, it was just a brilliant film. Um, for a long, long time, it was looking like the favourite to do very well in award season, and then it just got completely snubbed. But if you haven't seen A Star Is Born, for so many reasons, it's just a fantastic film and one that is really worth streaming on 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 Amazon Prime. Definitely, Herbie. I I don't know what you thought of this film. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I certainly didn't enjoy it as much as you two. I thought it, like you said, it was a, it's a really well made film, really interesting. I just I was far more interested in Lady Gaga's character than I was Bradley Cooper's, and that was that was my main issue with it. I don't think it was particularly. I don't think I disliked it on a filmmaking perspective, uh, point of view at all. I think I just was more interested in the character that didn't get quite as much screen time, screen time, quite as much devotion in the plot as Bradley Cooper's character. I mean, if I had it my way, it would all, all would have been all about her rise to stardom because Lady Gaga is just incredible in every way yeah range um yeah um i think i a bit more on the same tune as uh, herbie I, I like this film um i think it's a bit too it falls into a few cliches a bit too much um a bit too predictable at points but the performances are great great directorial debut from uh, bradley cooper um great songs um but yeah, I think for me, for me, I just think it's I like it, but not no nowhere near as much as you guys do. Mm. Um, David, what did you have to recommend? So believe it or not, I've actually got another Bradley Cooper film. He's not the director this time, but he is uh, the lead actor. It's obviously currently available on Amazon Prime, and that is American Sniper. Um, gets a very good 72% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and a very good 84% from the audience. What this? What is this film about? Well, Navy SEAL Chris Carl's pinpoint accuracy saves countless lives on the battlefield and turns him into a bit of a legend. Back home with his family after four tours of duty, however, Chris finds that it is the war that he cannot leave behind. Um, this is directed by Clint Eastwood, who I think does a fantastic job with this film. Um, it received six Oscar nominations, including Best Picture and a Best Actor nod for Bradley Cooper. Uh, it did only win the one Oscar, and that was for sound editing. Um, and before I get into why I love this film, I just want to say how brilliant Bradley Cooper is as an actor. He's fantastic in American Sniper. He's fantastic in Silver Linings Playbook. He's fantastic in A Star Is Born. It's not a matter of um, if he'll ever win an Oscar. It's just a matter of when. He is definitely going to win an Oscar at some point. Um, but in terms of American Sniper, um, it's a real tense, edge-of-your-seat thriller. Um, but what I like about it is it's not only an analysis of war, it's an analysis of the impact of war on man, but also the impact that that has on his family. Um, it also touch, touches upon the burdens of killing and the responsibility of knowing when to pull the trigger and when not to pull the trigger. Um, you know, something that I can't imagine having to make that decision in a, in a war environment, particularly when civilians are involved or what might be civilians or might not be civilians. And, and that this film analyzes that a lot. Um, 
I think it's great direction from Clint Eastwood. I think he's got a brilliant screenplay. Um, it's beautifully well shot, and it has a it has some political commentary in there that I think is relevant to modern day America, particularly when it comes to gun laws and how easy it is to get weapons in the states. And overall, I just think it's a really good film. And if you haven't seen American Sniper, um, I would thoroughly recommend watching it. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, I believe Ranjit has seen it and wasn't a big yeah. fan. So, Craig, I'll start with you. I have not seen it, but thank you for recommending it because I will <laughs> therefore add it to my watch list. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. <laughs> Herbie, have, have you seen American Sniper? Uh, I also have not watched it. Uh, but I, was, I can't believe it came out six years ago, actually. I can remember the discussion about it as if it was yesterday. Mm. So I think, yes, Ranjit, what did you think? <laughs> um, yeah, I I really I, I really did not enjoy this film. Um, I feel like it has a really mixed message on, on war. Um, it, it just sort of represents, I think it just sort of shows, you know, America good, everyone else bad. It was a bit too propaganda-y for me. Um, and it's just, it, it, it's like, um, it, it's confusing. It, it, I don't, I think it's, it has, it really sends out mixed messages. Um, mm. It's sort of a, an anti-war, but a pro-war film at the same time in some, some aspects of the film. Um, yeah. And for me, for me, it just sort of, it sort of uh, shies away from the real issues of war, um, such as like, you know why people are going, why people are being sent into war in the first place, and if that's right or wrong, and things like that. It's just, it's a bit too, um, it sort of just simplifies things a bit too much. Um, yeah, I, I just remember coming out of the film feeling a bit muddled, um, and just feeling a bit uncomfortable with it. Um, you know, with its portrayal of America and and the war in general. Um, it just, yeah, it just didn't really sit right with me. So you've got two people who haven't seen it and one person who really doesn't recommend it by the sounds of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dear. But, but the good thing is, Craig, the good thing about this is that when we put a recommendation forward, I've said how good it is. Ranjit said that it's not very good. Therefore, the listener has to watch it and now make up their own opinion. <laughs> yeah, very, very, and very I, 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 And for that reason, I really do, When you, I know we're obviously very busy with other stuff, for the podcast, but when you do get a chance, watch American Sniper because the points Ranjit makes are are true. Um, I won't go into too much detail as to why I think there is a convoluted message in there, but one that does make sense, and I think that's kind of the point. Um, but it is that's the great thing about film. That's the great thing about discussion. Yeah. But um, either way, uh, for the for for the fact that I recommend it and Ranjit doesn't. You've got to go and now watch it and let us know what you think. Drop us an email, send us a tweet, whatever you uh, whatever you feel like doing. And that brings us to the end of Cinema at Home Prime Episode 1. We really hope you enjoyed listening. As always, we'd like you to get in contact with us and the best ways of doing this are via Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or drop us an email at mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com 
We would love to hear your feedback on the new format of the show. If you've enjoyed today's show, why not leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Or if you've enjoyed the content we've been putting out and want to help us to continue to grow, join us over on Patreon. Uh, Lockdown has slowed down some of the progress we were making, but thanks to our patrons, we've been able to keep on going. So thank you very, very much. Yes, that's right. A big shout out and a big thank you to all of our patrons. And make sure to keep an eye out for the next episode of Cinema at Home, where we'll be talking about art house streaming services and what they have to offer. So keep your ears peeled for that episode. As ever, stay safe, everyone, and goodbye. 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 Until next time, tatty boo. Farewell. Tune in soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>